Level Up Latina partners with working women and mamas alike to guide them in achieving fulfilling career and life goals through financial empowerment, professional or leadership coaching, and personal wellness. Find the unique coaching you need to succeed. You're listening to Vero, Ceci, and Irene, and we are Level Up Latina. Welcome. This is episode 24 of the Level Up Latina podcast. We are so excited today because we're talking about tips and tricks to surviving motherhood and parenting in general. ¿Cómo la ven, mujeres? Oh, man, we all need those. Yes. Oh, my God, do we ever. Every day. Super pumped to talk about this because of the day that I'm having. <laughs> we will listen to this, yeah, well into November. It's the 31st of October here for us. So we have our Halloween parade at the kids' school. Pumped, excited. We bought their costumes about a month ago. Sophia wants to be this super random evil villain from the movie The Descendants. It's not even something like a cat that I threw together from the 99 cent store. No, it had to be searched on Amazon. It needs a special pink wig. She needed to make this custom like sword thing. A whole production. She couldn't wait until today. All of her friends are a different person from this movie. It's a big old production. Well, in the morning, all the kids are asked to change at school. And in the afternoon, Sophia realizes that when she changed in school, she didn't know where she left her freaking costume. And she remembered she left it somewhere in the bathroom. I get to school. I can't find her. No, I can't find her. I'm thinking she's walked home. I'm worried about her. It's like 10 minutes past by. I find her. Where were you? What's going on? She's like, I've gone through the whole freaking school looking for my costume. I can't find it. So the mission started. We went to Lost and Found. We went to the class. We went to bathrooms. went to the office. The office was funny because they were not super helpful, but they were nice. The teacher was crazy helpful. Really nice guy. Keep in mind, it's not Halloween yet. Tonight is the trick or treat. I would have been pissed. Supposed to go with their friends, you guys. So oh, super yeah. duper sad because that's that's parenting right there. I wanted a guilt tripper. That's a story I was getting at. My mother would have guilt tripped me. My mother would have made me feel so bad. I just had to keep it together. My son was about to guilt trip her and I was like, do not. He's like, did she really lose it? He couldn't believe it. Super funny because Isaiah was like, let's take a picture after school. And I said, nope, nope. Has to be before school. Yeah, I'm like things get dirty, things get lost. And so today he was like, mom, you were right. Thank God you even got a picture of her in it. But basically my daughter is going to be who knows what tonight. Her descendant friend is coming over dressed like this thing. My tip and my trick, keeping it together because I wanted to turn into my mom. Por despistada, siempre te pasa esto. And I was mm. telling you girls that I was more like, you need to be mindful. You need to be present. I think it's okay. I know you're saying that, you know, that you did well. I, great job that you kept it together. Right. You didn't go off and make her feel like a little piece of, you know, crap. <laughs> but And I do my little fingers like this because you can make them feel small. And they're already young kids and they already feel bad themselves. I can't believe I lost my costume that my parents yeah. actually got me a month early and I really wanted to be this and blah, 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 blah. You have to, in a sense, also not diciéndole no seas pendeja. Sofia, what could you have done to avoid this? Mm. The next time, what are we going to do to avoid this so we don't have this happen again? You misplace something and you lose something that you value because she was like, me and my friends, we're going to do this and we're going to go trick-or-treating and it's all this. And now what she's going to do? She's going to be that kid that stands out because she doesn't have her costume when she mm-hmm. goes trick-or-treating with her descendant gang, yep. her girl gang. Going to be like, what is up? yes. Props to you for not going off on her, making her for small. Mm-hmm. But then there is that part of us where it's like, mija, en serio, no se tan pendeja, la verdad. But I laid it on her, I think, in a way that was like, look, in the future, you the word that was the word, Vettel. You need to add value to these things. You need to think about being present. You were probably so excited. You were on to the next thing. And now who knows what happened to it. Just be present in the moment. Be aware everywhere you are. Every time you're doing anything, just be a little aware of what it is that you're doing in the present moment. My kid is always in the future. She's the one of the three that's typically very creative and talks to herself and dancing and art (laughs) is 
thing and that's yeah. great but she's also also imagining i bet she was thinking about trick-or-treating and there goes the costume on the floor in some girl's bathroom and some kids snagged it or whatever what kid snags somebody else's costume maybe so you know someone threw it away on, on accident maybe the janitor or something lo había tirado siento como que estaba en el piso someone grabbed it not even meaning to hola niña que le avisaron como gata from the nanian sense store que dijo i'm gonna be the descendant girl now who had to wear her damn AYSO costume since she was a soccer player. That little girl got a freaking Audrey the Descendants. I'm, right. I'm going to say she came up and props to her because aprovechó de tu niña. Pobre her mom carrying her on. Tips and tricks. Snag whatever you know? you're Tips and yeah. tricks. I like that. No te asuntas. <laughs> Somebody looked at it like, girl, I could rock with this. Yeah, girl. I, you know what? As a as a young person, I wasn't a kid when when this happened. But I went to private school. You guys know I went to private mm-hmm. Catholic school my entire life, from like first grade through high school. That's why I was such a nerd in the way I looked and dressed when I went to college. I think it was like sophomore year. I really wanted. I always wanted one of those vests. We wore uniforms all the time. I always wanted one of those vests, a sleeveless little vest to wear with my skirt and look super cute. But we couldn't afford it. Those vests were like eighty bucks, and I wasn't gonna push my parents to buy me one of those. But girl, I found one at the school. And guess what? I didn't turn it in. I did not turn it into lost and found. I brought it home, washed it, put it away for like two or three months. And then later started wearing it. And me quedaba super grande, okay? (laughs) It wasn't even my size. But I was like, I came up on a vest. I'm poor. I'm going to wear it, you know? (laughs) So I totally see where the kid that possibly took it from your daughter could see the value in it. Yeah. Uh, for me, it was like I couldn't afford it, and I'm gonna I'm gonna hold on to this vest, and I held on to that vest. I never lost it, never misplaced it. I always made sure I fucking packed that shit away. You know, the value you need to talk to yeah. somebody about like, the value of taking care of things, even if they're stolen. It could be a costume, but it's still something, you know. Like no, she needed to be present, and she wasn't. Yeah. Ay, Vero, me recordaste a una historia también de mi adolescencia. También it had to do. It had to do with a, a stolen jacket. It was during catechism, también in Catholic. Santo Dios. Mm-hmm. Yeah, in the Catholic scene. My really good friend and I were, um, we were altar servers at church. And I remember that church we went to also had a school. We went to catechism there. And I remember we saw this like cool, bright Adidas jacket and we took it. Like it was, it was, it belonged to one of the students that went to school there during the week. And so we took it and we must have been like 12, 13. And then we made an agreement that we would say, Lorena, she she would say it was mine, it belonged to me, and I would tell my parents that it belonged to Lorena. So we would trade it off mm-hmm. each week. Surviving your kids, not parenting. My mom was like, esta chamarra, ¿por qué? ¿de quién es? And I was like, oh, es de Lorena, me la prestó. Ah, pues se la regresas. And I was like, es que me la prestó esta semana, so we, you know, I'll wash it and then I'll, I'll return it. And then it would appear back at home. And I was like, why do you have this jacket again? Give it back to Lorena or I'm going to give it like to her mom. And I'm like, no, because no, they're going to find out. And I forgot whatever what ended up happening. But I don't think they ever discovered that, that we stole it from the school. Our parents be knowing. They know what's up. Yeah. You know, when you open a pair of panties and they're huge panties, they're the grandma kind. <laughs> my vest. This vest was ginormous. But I had a friend, Barbara, and she was like a bigger girl and she was super tall. We played basketball together. So I'm like, oh, it's a Barbara. And she's like, okay, right? But then she saw that Barbara's vest was still at the house <laughs> all the time. So she was just like, okay, so where did this vest come from? And I'm like, no, la verdad es que me lo encontré. So she knew later on. Yo era bien mañosa desde chiquita. My parents, you know what? They make us sell chocolates, right? 
Yeah, like fundraisers. Oh, girl, we sold the chocolates in Catholic school. Oh, yeah. We sold chocolates every, it seemed like every three months. It seemed like it, but no. <laughs> so you had these awesome, they had little, uh, I would never win prizes. I was, tengo una suerte fea, que yo no gano nada. So we would sell these chocolates and at un día, un año, I go, you know what? I'm going to go to Disneyland. I'm going to make it to Disneyland. And you had to sell like 33 boxes of chocolate. <laughs> and <laughs> your right leg and your left eye. Yeah, pretty much in your parents, you know, liver. So... <laughs> Sorry. So at the end of the day, I hustled, dude. I remember hustling. I sold 35 boxes of chocolate. Way to go, Vero. So now I'm about to go to Disneyland. I was like, boys, you know, who's going to give me money for my lunch? (laughs) (laughs) My parents were like, all right, buy Disneyland, go. But I was like, oh my God, how am I going to buy food there? So my parents were like, my papa le said, oh, pues yo te doy dinero. And I was like, perfect. My dad gave me five bucks. Oh, my God. Oh. Late 80s. So 88, 89, maybe. You know, like, I was like, what are you talking about? Pinche churro. And plus, exactly. Un churro. Un medio churro, por favor. So I was thinking, what am I going to do? So I ended up buying a keychain. Okay. So, of course, you're the mañosa. I buy a keychain. And they give you a small little bag for your keychain. So then I stuffed a little keychain, that bag with like more keychains and a pencil and a pen. I go to the next little store and I go, oh, you know, may I have another bag for this bag? I feel like my things are going to spill out. They're like, sure. So they give me a little slightly bigger bag. I finally get to like a good medium-sized bag where I'm like, oh, yeah. So I start wheeling and dealing. I asked my friend such and such. I was like, hey, you know, um, I'll give you, I'll sell you this keychain for a couple bucks. Instead of <laughs> So I hustled on some of the stuff that I had picked up on, you know, (laughs) and next thing you know, I did my swapping so that I can eventually get myself a burger with fries and a drink. Oh my God. And I still came home with extras. Como fregado se compraste. So my mom doesn't say a lot of bad words, but she was like, Veronica, si tu papá cuando te dio para cuando te fuiste para que comieras, te dio cinco dólares, como compraste esto? Oh, es con el premio, nos dieron. Ah, yo bien llena de verbo, you know? Yeah, stories. No, girl, my mom knew because she's she like, uh, she knew, she knew me, she knew me, <laughs> she knew her child, but it's just so easy for us. I wanted to talk about that on today's topic that surviving parenthood is so many things, but there's also such a stage of kids lying, which is so interesting. I know yours are little, mm-hmm. so they, they're so honest when they're little, but I'm in this weird stage yeah. right now. I'm like almost eight. I, my, my son's eight on Friday of next week. I have a nine-year-old and a 13-year-old, just to remind everybody, and my nine-year-old She's gotten into lying lately. Like she's just lying through her teeth. And she's like the kindest and the most loving of the three. So it is interesting that she's learned the art of just little fibs here and there. And they kind of add up. And the 13-year-old is totally what everyone said he would be, kind of little attitude. And that we have to survive. But it's kind of a stereotype mm-hmm. attitude that comes out of them. Whether you realize it or not, no matter how you raise them, it seems like they just kind of – it's hormones, number one. So don't totally take it personal. They're changing and their life is changing. But the lying, I don't know how to – the stories you guys are telling are when you guys were little, you were lying. Basically, the jacket yeah. was so and the keychain was free. It's so funny that we all as kids go through that stage and how to handle it in a way that's productive with the kids, how to cope with those stages that they go through. With Sophie, I just try to, my mom would have been like, Te está viendo Dios. Se va a castigar Dios. Back to that Mexican guilt yeah. that she would have laid on. Mm-hmm. So when I'm in these moments, I'm like, okay, don't say God is watching. <laughs> like this man in the sky, this pervert. He's just keeping his eyes open for everything. <laughs> He's like Santa. He knows what's happening. I don't know. What do you guys think? I mean, I like to 
put her in my position. Like, so what if someone was lying to you? What if someone promised you something and how that would make you feel because you're in this weird lying stage? Well, I think you kind of just have to put it out there for her in the sense of like, Sophia, how would you feel if mom told you, yes, I, you know, I'm going to take you here or I'm going to take you bike riding on, on Friday at three. And then Friday at three comes along, you're home, but you decide or you choose not to take her. But mom, you told me you were going to take me. Yeah, I know I did. But you know what? This, so the accountability aspect of it, I'm like, how, you kind of, mm-hmm. kind of bring it up in the sense of like, how would that make you feel, Sophia, if I told you I was going to do something for you yep. and mm-hmm. I don't it's going to make you feel sad and hurt and this. Like, that's what happens when you just aren't able to tell the truth. Gali right now lies to me when I ask her if she has poop in her diaper. I'm like, <laughs> and I smell it, you know? So, ya sé que va a ser bien mentirosa. Que le digo, ¿tienes And she goes, poop? Nope. Nope. Oh, like, okay. I know you're going to tell me now because you don't want me to wipe that ass. But I am going to do it. It's one of those things where, if anything, you kind of put them in, this, in the position where it's like, how would you feel if a friend wasn't being honest with you? All of your friends were telling you, oh, we're not going to hang out. But then you go home and then they go hang out. Yeah. Like, bring up little scenarios that are, are likely to arise. But just say, how would you feel? And not knowing the truth in that sense, maybe get how get her reaction. Just like, that's why it's so important to just be honest and not lie through your teeth, Sophia, like you have been recently. Because I know everything. I've been trying the you can tell me anything. I've totally been going to that. Nothing's going to yeah. make me upset. We're, you're never going to get in trouble. I'd rather you tell me the worst thing in the world. So lately I've just sort of been on this. What makes us angry is if we find out later you're lying. What makes us right. not trust you is you break the trust. So I've been working on yeah. that with her and I do that with Isaiah. Like that. We give Isaiah a lot of freedom as a 13-year-old. If he wants money in his wallet, if he wants to go with his friends after school, I think I've said that in the podcast, we've told him, cool, we're not tripping at all. As long as your grades are good and you're not mm-hmm. lying about where you are, I don't want to find out that you're at the mall and you're supposed to be at school, we don't mm-hmm. care. We're not going to be babysitting you or looking at your grades every day. If you tell us you're getting A's, cool. We'll wait till the report card comes. So I right. try that with him. I am sort of trying that with her with the whole, you have a lot of freedom. I have a lot of trust with you. I'm not going to get angry no matter what you say. So you might as well say the truth. I'm going to probably get angry if I find out you're lying, which lately happened a lot. Yeah. Caught her in plenty yeah. of eyes lately. I mean, the simple one was she said she brushed her teeth, and I know she didn't because I had the toothpaste in another bathroom because my son needed mm-hmm. it. So I knew that she had it. And I said, what toothpaste? What the toothpaste that's there? And I said, actually, there is no toothpaste there. So mm-hmm. there's a lot of those little lies where I know I make her surely know that I know, and we're working through it. But I think it's, again, part of the development. They learn to get away with it, and then they're like, oh, I'll always lie. Start making printouts for Sophia. Like, oh, you didn't brush your teeth and do a printout of what happens to people that don't brush their teeth. Yeah, missing teeth and things like that, you know, just in case. Yeah, that's a great idea. So those printouts. There's a tip. That's a trick and a tip. Yeah, that's a trick. Print out. Oh, you know what? Like, si 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 se creen que they have a a one up on mama. For real. Mama la traviesa también, so van a ver. But it's so funny. We're talking about our parents and how our parents will automatically tur- turn church or give us that Mexican guilt. This past weekend, we celebrated Galilea's birthday, wow. right? Her second birthday. Aprovecharé hacerle Halloween theme. So I went all out and I couldn't figure out what costume to wear. So I decided that I would be Maleficent. So your mamá viene a la fiesta y le dice, ándale, mira nomás. Le digo, ¿qué pasó, mami? Ven, you know, véngase y agarra un pudín, agarra, coma, agarra unos tacos. Le dice, ay, Verónica, ¿cómo es posible? Le digo, ¿qué, mamá? Le dice, sí, acá, tú haciendo fiestas de Halloween con unos cuernos de diablo. 
pero a los niños ni a la iglesia los lleva, así que tú bienvenida con los espíritus malos. So, girl, I got that whole on Mexican guilt. Catholic. And I'm like, yeah, mom, but you know what? Enjoy it for now. Usted está visita como tigresa, así que usted yeah. enjoy the party. It's so trippy how they're so quickly, like, we're not thinking about that stuff. You know, we're not thinking, like, I'm going to no, bring, no. you know, darkness into my children's lives. It's more no. of, like, Halloween. But, our parents are just quick. but you know what, Vero? I side with her. And since I'm the madrina, when are we going to baptize this child? <laughs> I totally, I would have been there. It would have been two against one, Vero. I would have been like, yo, tiene razón, señora, tiene razón. Ni a la iglesia hemos ido, no la hemos bautizado. Todavía tiene los cuerros de Maleficent, la niña y se le ve un... Mi mamá siempre le hace, oh, ¿y cuál es Irene? Le digo, mamá, ¿te acuerdas que fuimos al bautizo? Ay, sí, esa, ah, sí, Irene, sí, sí, sí. Aww. Ella llevó a bautizar a sus hijos. My mom's like, oh, all of a sudden she remembers the baptism. She's like, okay, they're good. They're good. <laughs> We hung out together and I was saying something like, you know, kids are kids. You got to let them do their thing. My kids, since we got here, they've been in the jumper. And your mom's like, you're, she's like, well, that's true, but you also can't let them do their thing. They'll walk out of the house with their shirt in reverse and their shoes on the wrong foot. And you can't just let them do that. It's so cute your mom's telling me. Oh, yeah. She'll be like, oh, real quick, let me check you. My mom just finds the right opportunity to just yeah. check you. She's she like, probably went, she had like, a printout for it or something, too. Yeah. <laughs> She's like, no hippie, no hippie. They don't do their own thing. You better sit them down. It's like, come on, unos tacos right now. I know. Andale a comer. Todos tienen que comer. Sí, cuéntanos de tu mamá y cómo era ella. Are you like that with the twins? Oh, my God, yes. Se acaba de ir mi mamá ahorita. De hecho, ahora mañana salió. Este, estuvo aquí tres semanas, so that was cool. She was here. We saw her every day. So we're going to miss her. The twins are going to miss her. Yeah, I was just thinking, like, we, like, slowly but surely turn into our moms. You just all of a sudden catch yourself saying the things that your mom would tell you, right, growing up. I don't remember specifically, but I remember it was earlier this year, and I caught myself, like, yelling something at the girls. I'm like, oh, my God, my mom says this or said this to us all the time growing up. A click, I was like, all right, well, I've turned into my mom the way I talk to my girls, the way I yell at them or I reprimand them. Um, tú con Sofía Irene, you reminded me of something, como con Samantha, también es bien distraída. And yeah. I told her, you know, se me sale, like, tell, telling her, se cae o se pega, like, Samantha, ya ves, por distraída, you know, because mm -hmm. you were looking away and you hit yourself, you were paying attention. So I try, I catch myself yelling at her and saying that, like, por distraída, but then I try, then I try to remind myself, like, okay, explain to her, Okay, you weren't looking and you weren't paying attention. Fíjate bien, you know, los zapatos te los pusiste al revés, which they do it all the time every day. That dynamic with my children, I, I, I saw it already. I saw it once with my mom. Pero ahora como abuela, you know, nada que ver, right? Because super yeah. cariñosas. She gives them everything. Alcahuetas. Alcahuetas, you know. Yeah. Con el reaño, las niñas. A ver, ven, te voy a dar un abrazo. Funny, I mean, no le digo nada because she's my mom. Es abuela. La abuela para eso está para para hacerle mm -hmm. cariños y ser la, you know, cariñosa con ellas and, and whatnot, but... Um, the cop and you're the bad cop. I know, I know. Yeah, y se van con la abuela, y ellas, ellas felices con la abuela, y prefieren a la abuela. Well, like, I've talked, I talked about this in last, the last episode. Come, come pan, right? Aquí a toda hora es pan, and I already told Luis, okay, we're just, just going to have pan on the weekends. And even with the girls, I don't allow them to eat pan, pan dulce todo, toda la semana, and then During the week when my mom was here, like, and I'm just like looking at her, like, oh, I'm like, I told you not to, but she's gonna do it anyway, you know, like, I just want to do it anyway, because 
you know, they're staring at me, se les antoja, como son niñas, son niñas, como no les voy a dar, se les antoja, nomás me están viendo, and, well, that's why they have their time, que es la hora de la comida, y you know, yeah. they have their routine, because... imagínate luego con las pancitas de pan, Aww, but that's that's what grandmas are for and yeah. yeah we are turning into our parents we totally are i even curse like my parents in spanish when my dad my dad was only in my house with me living with me for maybe the first 10 years of my life and i swear i curse like him randomly even jokingly yeah. And yeah. he, he was like a clown. My daddy just, and I'm like that with the kids. And Isaiah's always like, I think that's a bad word in Spanish, mom. No, he knows. Like, what is she saying over there? con sus chingaderas. You know what oh, I'm yeah. And the little ones don't know what I'm saying. And Isaiah's like, well, is that a bad word? <laughs> but it was totally our parents. Because he hablaba mi papá, mi mamá. Or my dad used to always say, like, the word pendeja. It's terrible. It's a bad word. <laughs> but he couldn't say it lovingly. My dad always used words in, like, endearing, like, ay, mendiga, esta pendeja. You know, but I don't know. It's I wrong. But I'll even use that word. Not with my kids, of course, but yeah. we just turn into our parents, basically. Yeah. No, it's true. I mean, and there's, like, sayings that our parents say. Like, I remember when I got pregnant, and it wasn't like I was going to withhold the information from my parents or who the father was or anything, you know? <laughs> but thankfully, they weren't quick to be like, so who's the dad? You know? Yeah. It was more like my dad was super excited. They thought you were going to say that it was the sperm donor because they always knew you were lesbian. Oh, yeah. <laughs> For real. They're probably, all right, it doesn't matter who it came from, you know, as long as you have a baby it. and your Yeah. So my dad didn't even ask who the, who the dad was or anything. But my mom was just like, oh, okay, ya el tiempo, you know, si me preguntó y le platiqué, pues no, no era nada que I was withholding information they weren't supposed to know, but it was more like, okay, if they ask, they ask, if they don't, well, no big deal, I don't have to, I don't have to tell them who, who it is. Pero la señora más, sí, mija, es que todo lo que se hace en lo oscurito sale a la luz. Yeah. You know, so whatever you do, and it's so trippy because no matter what you do, I tell that to Otto sometimes, I'm like, hey, Otto. <laughs> And so he says that now too. He's turning into a little paisa, a little Mexican. You're right, Tessie. Yeah. Um, but it's little things like that where I'll catch myself saying things like that where I'm like, oh, okay, you know, my mom, my mom, like I said, saw my papa. I said, because to this day, bien grosero. Íbamos a misa los domingos y salía echando madres mi papá, you know? Y mamá, Aureliano, ¿qué es eso? Acaba de salir de misa. Me vale madre, que no sé qué, you know? Because they'll be mad that there's people getting out of the parking lot that couldn't even do it in an organized way, organized fashion. So we stopped driving to church. We would walk to church because we lived there. We lived a block and a half away. So my dad's like, okay, I'm tired of screaming at people. My mom's like, I'm done being embarrassed by your father echando madre saliendo de la iglesia, you know? So we would walk to church at the end of the day because my mom's like, I'm done hearing him screaming. But we do. We do pick up on our parents' lingo and the way they handle things. And it reminds us how their parenting was with us. And now that we're parents, it's like, no, it's like in our DNA, no sale. Sin querer queriendo, pero ahí está. It's engraved in us because we heard it day in, day out for our entire lives. So Irene, if you're over there uh, under your breath, echando madres, it's okay. <laughs> I don't want to jump mm -hmm. now. Can you guys hear my kids screaming by chance? Very, it's, very little. Every very podcast little. we have a different kid that like loses it. And today, finally, me tocaron los míos. I don't know what's yeah. going on, but I think there's some screaming in the other room. I apologize. I got this heavy-duty mic now. Hopefully, I sound Thank better. You. Thank, Thank you. To so la madrina, one more time. You're right. We're going to turn into my, our parents. And I think my tip of the day was going to be that, that it's okay. My biggest tip of the day, my trick is our parents had really great virtuous things about them. Let's use that. 
And then as human beings, there's things about them that could have been better and they didn't know any better. So mm -hmm. take the good with the bad. And I think my tip is to always just try to reframe the story. So today I didn't want to guilt trip my daughter, but I didn't want to not have a valuable lesson in a moment to tell her to think through what happened. So I take from my mom and her lessons and my dad and his lessons and I try to do right by them. And like my point is take the good with the bad with your parents. Definitely do a lot of the good and try not to do the bad. I think it's also uh, important to remember that now we are living in a like more modern society. We have so many resources at our fingertips. Uh, we There's blogs, there's us. We are more open to talk about these issues, about parenting and learn tips from here, from us, from each other. And I think in our parents' generation, no, you know, con la boca calladita, no hablaban de los problemas fuera de casa, and they just had whatever was passed on to them, and that was it. But ahora como que we have more things at our fingertips. For our parents or our families, when they when they came, todos emigraron. They all sí. came from, our families happened to all come from Mexico. Pero emigraron con familia. You know, mm -hmm. so when they were, even though, you know, they they crossed the border and they're here now away from their families, away from their parents, more than likely their parents instead of just immediate family, they would come over and they would stay with a cousin or, you know, so you had family here. So you would go from one, you know, leaving your parents behind, but you would come and you had at least a supportive of other family. Those were the only people that you were around most of the time. You know, it wasn't like they were going off to now work and make friends at work. Mm -hmm. And then, you know, they weren't going to happy hours. They weren't going to networking events. They weren't right. going through these other things. They weren't going away to college. A lot of them didn't. Maybe some of ours did. But they weren't going away to college and then creating, you know, where, fa where friends become family. Right. And I think we got lucky in the sense of now, you know, times are a little bit different. There are blogs, there's magazines, there's things we can look up online, like easy tips and tricks you can look up. Or right. you can just call up a friend that's a that's a fellow parent and you can say, hey, I'm going through this hard time with this. Like, remember when I was nursing mm -hmm. and I I hit you up, I hit you up, Ceci, along with Ada. And I was like, you guys, I'm nursing and it hurts and I'm having a hard time. And you guys were like, well, I tried this and I tried yeah. that. If it would have been, you know, where I didn't have my friends who were now like who I consider family, right. I who would I turn to if I was in the case like my parents? A lot of our parents don't like to share certain things. They'll share they stories. And, but when it comes down to it, I'm like, how come no one told me that breastfeeding sucks? Yeah. How come no one told me that it hurts like this or that right. this happened? We just got very lucky, like you mentioned, along with all these extras, like the blogs and the tips. Mm -hmm. We have friends that became family that we can reach out when we cannot reach out to family in case they're judging us, in case they impose that Mexican guilt, you know, mm -hmm. that they know, or just that guilt in general, that immigrant guilt, or just what they knew growing up wherever they grew up. Right. So we got lucky in a lot of different ways. We got the old school along with a mix of the new school exactly. and the ability to reach out to to our friends, to our family. And it's not going to be easy. Yeah. It's not going to be easy. I just had to step mm -hmm. away and go yell at my kids who were screaming. cabrones. Mm -hmm. <laughs> yeah, I was like, what are you yelling about? And it's like, she doesn't do the dishes. She doesn't put them in the dishwasher. And she's screaming, he's yelling at me. I'm like, does anybody remember I said that I was going to a meeting? Like, <laughs> what about me, kids? What about me? What I yell too. Mm -hmm. that's what parenting is they're gonna drive us crazy we have to love ourselves and ask our friends for help and call each other i just started using um making my life easier by doing grocery pickups like walmart app mm -hmm. and like target and oh, stuff yeah. like that so doing doing the drive-ups and yesterday i went to pick up my stuff at walmart 
or my groceries. I drive up and the the girl comes out and she brings me my stuff and she's like asking. She's like, oh, you have a car seat. Do you have babies in there? I'm like, oh, no, I left the babies at home. Dad came in a little early, so I ended up dropping, you know, having mm-hmm. him keep the kids and I came to pick up the groceries. She's like, oh, okay. She's like, how many do you have? One just turned two. I have an eight-month-old and I'm pregnant. And she's like, oh, my goodness, girl, you're crazy. I'm like, well, it's just the Mexican in me. <laughs> and then she starts saying how, you know what? That's good. That's good that you do it anyway. She's like, because, you know, I have kids of my own. And she's like, we figure it out. We might yep. get overwhelmed. We might feel we can't do it. But at the end of the day, we get it together and we figure it out. So if you're feeding one mouth or four, Whatever it is, you're getting it done. So power to you, mom. And I was like, yes, you're right. You know, she goes, don't be scared for the one more mouth. You're like, you're going to be okay. And it's so true. You know, it's it's not easy all the time, but we yeah. we make it work. Those it's like, overwhelming moments. Yeah, it's like I always say, people ask me like, oh my God, you have twins. Like, how is it? You're like kicking ass. And, and I always say, I'm like, well, I go a little crazy a little bit, like at least once a day, but I get through my day. Yeah. I get it done. No, really, it's it's gonna work. That's like the ultimate trick right there. Veto, you pick up your groceries. It's like one less thing you gotta think about. I started wow. online shopping a while ago and I rather pay a lot more, but I was thinking the other day, like, wow, I hardly ever go to the grocery store because I order groceries. If somebody wants groceries, they can go. Dad can take them, Dale can go, but I order my groceries. And just little things to make our lives easier. I cook a lot less. I used to cook a lot and I've reconciled that that I'm not the mom that cooks much. And my poor kiddos, I used to feel kind of guilty about that. And then one day I realized but I'm compensating for that in the way that I want to be present. I volunteer all the time mm-hmm. in their school. I'd rather use my time doing the things that I want to do. So I sacrifice work time and I'm in their school. So today I went to two work parties or not work parties, school parties. Mm-hmm. The second graders had a party and fourth graders had a party. And there I was today. But I didn't, you know, I come home and I make dinner. I might have to work now because I didn't work earlier. So I try to balance it out. So for moms, the biggest tip there is just pick your battles balance it don't have you don't have to be like super mom and do everything I think those Mm -hmm. are the moms that definitely burn out and have a lot of anxiety and a lot of stress and so for this particular podcast I wanted to remind moms out there that might be listening to this and thinking like yeah right it's not that easy or that sounds easier said than done or that's not my experience if you're really suffering from anxiety depression overwhelm come to us because we will work through some of that sort of reframing maybe how you live your life and the overwhelm and how to pick your battles and how to balance it out and some goals to create some balance in your life because parenting shouldn't be being everything and anything to your kids and going crazy like having to do the grocery runs having to cart the three kids around it takes a village I could see you very well Vettel having some of the kids babysat while you take other kids to medical appointments right it's going to take you're not going to always have to run around town with all three of them so really structuring your life to make it easier as opposed to harder and I think sometimes I'm like wow like to the moms that are single moms don't get down on yourself like it's not easy for moms that have a partner and there's this idea of we can do it all we can we can we might go crazy it's not worth it that you know to, to those that have done it power to you and congratulations and props and to those women that are trying to do it you know, hey, don't overwhelm yourself to try to meet this expectation that I don't know how even it fell upon us, you know? Right. But mm-hmm. at the end of the day, some of us are they doing fall it. fall on dads. I mean, yeah. Right. I mean, why do why do parents, why do dads get a clap and a pat in the back when they change a diaper yep. or they pick up a baby or they take them for a stroll? It's like, no, I'm carrying two babies around everywhere. I know one claps as I walk into Costco and walk out with like everything in my <laughs> hand. If you, if, if for those moms, like as we, as we're saying, we all 
thankfully, well, we happen to have part, you know, partners in our lives that are, that are involved, but for moms that are single, they, they happen to be single mothers, you know what? Don't get down on yourself. You keep doing what you're doing. And if you feel overwhelmed, I'm sure you can reach out, reach out to your two friends that are family, reach out to people when you need the assistance and the help. Guess what, girl? If I need to take my kids to my mama's house to help you with something, I mm-hmm. will do it, you know, because thankfully yep. I'm able to do that. Right. Or guess what? I'll leave them with their dad and I'll go help you do what you need to do. Yep. So don't be afraid to reach out. If you are a single mom, you're doing it. You're already you're already a mother. And that's one hard thing to be because there's not one specific way to be a mom. At the end of the day, if you need help, don't be afraid to reach out for help. And, you know, if, if you need any uh, like tips or advice or guidance and whatever way we can help you, we are here for the moms that have partners and for the moms that don't. So just make sure to feel free and feel comfortable to reach out to us and we will find a way to make things a little bit easier on you so you can take care of you so you're able to take care of your child and your kids. Yes. And we're having a promotion right now for our coaching. So take advantage of it. Yes. It's good through December 31st. If you want more information, DM us, message us, email us, and we'll let you know, sign up, take advantage of it. Get you ready to go for the new year, your goals. It's a good time to do that. At the end of the day, if you love your kids and you're doing right by them and you have more good days than bad days, it's all going to work out. We're not going to be perfect. You cannot be perfect at this thing mm-hmm. that is parenting. It's one of the things in life that there's no rule book and there's no manual and we don't go to college to be parents. So the best way to survive is to be kind to yourself, to be kind to your kids. So I try to focus on kindness above all and being kind to your kids is having boundaries with your kids. It's mm-hmm. having to be strict with your kids sometimes. And being kind is also letting things go and forgiving and not resenting your kids. I was listening to an audiobook by an author who said that some people, they grow up and they end up resenting their kids, which is so sad Ooh. because your kids end up being in your eyes, whether you want to say it or not, consciously or unconsciously, jerks. And I thought it was so harsh, but it was so true that your kids kind of turn into, I don't know, not the best person when they grow up because they had, again, maybe no boundaries or they were allowed to get away with it or dictate what was happening in the house or kindness wasn't what was usually happening in the house and maybe you had more bad days than good days. Those kids don't necessarily grow up to be the best human beings in this world. And you yourself resent your own children because of who they turn out to be. But you had a hand in that. Like, be careful. Mm -hmm. Come from a place of love. Ultimately, set boundaries. Do not give them everything. Spoiling your kids is not going to make up for the time that you're at work. Spoiling your kids is not going to make up for the times that you lost your cool and yelled or spanked them. Be very careful with feeling like you have to give them everything to compensate. That's that's not going to work. And maybe those then turn into kids that you kind of look at and look down on because you feel they're spoiled or entitled. Mm -hmm. So it's a delicate balance, I think, between having kindness and showing kindness and having boundaries. And also be careful. Don't spoil them. Don't raise children that become adults that you yourself wouldn't like. Like, are they becoming good people, Mm -hmm. people that'll give back, people that'll be kind, good to this world, basically? Yeah. And, you know, like, um, that's also tough, too, because let's say some of us come from homes that didn't experience that. Mm. So now you're learning it as a parent. So let's say even if you're having more bad days than the good ones, like reflect on that. Like be like, do I want this to continue? And or what is it that's making it bad? And you take the time, you step away and figure it out. Is it what you're doing? Is it what your partner's doing? Do you and your partner not have the same idea, the same views of how you would want your kids and the environment to be? And if that's the case, or if you can't talk to your partner and you feel like stuck, then that's going to be hard. That's going to be hard. I'm not telling you that, oh, these conversations are so easy and they're easy to fix. But when there are bad times and bad moments, that's 
and you feel that it's been instead of just a temporary situation and it's been going on for a long time, reach out for help. It's it's okay. If you if you know that you want a change and you want to see change, then you're going to have to go and step out and do it and find the outside help because if you're not finding that help from your partner or is not, you know, you're you're looking that it, you know it's there but you can't you don't know what to do, then either you reach out to professionals to reach out to prof- get professional help or reach out and at least for example with us we can at least guide you towards that because there is like we said there is no right way but when you know something's not right and you want your environment at home to change yep. the only way it's going to change is if you if you take action if you do something that's going to you know move it that way so right don't be afraid it's hard but you can always do it and i was going to say and if we assess you and find out that you need other type of professional help or it's an area that we're not familiarized with we're going to go out there and see with our acquaintances or with our network if we know someone that we can refer you to. Yeah, we have a really good resource sort of system to find the right support. I know, Ceci, we were just talking to somebody last night about connecting them with the divorce attorney. You found one in LA, you had the connections, and it was someone that came to me and it was perfect because I was able to say one of my partners knows exactly what to do with this question. And so we're here to help first and foremost. We're always here to answer your questions and to support you because parenting is something that will be survived and it'll be a great thing. You look back on it, hopefully fondly with more better days than not so good days, but it won't be easy. And when it's not easy, you don't have to do it alone. Mm-hmm. No esta sola, as we like to say. So turn to us, ladies. I think this was a nice juicy one. There was a little bit of everything and it was super yeah. because I had to stop right in the middle of it to go <laughs> separate fighting kids. I mean, it couldn't have been more perfect. Right. Does that it get is- more real than that? It doesn't so get more real than than having to go downstairs and lay a can of my mouth all over everybody spewing my stuff. We heard you. Yeah, we heard you. Oh, no. I hope no, I'm kidding. <laughs> did I sound sexy at least? <laughs> you sure did. Hey, we um, love mics. It's like ASMR. Yeah. Yeah. No, really. Uh, we've, we've, we've trickled this with a little bit of our parents and our upbringing and how we're turning into our parents. We've trickled this with a whole lot of love and reminded you to turn to us. We want to especially shout out to our single moms in the world doing it times two. You are incredible, but you're not alone. Turn to Mm -hmm. us. We've also commented how it's not easy for us. We've had our hard days, our good days, our bad days. So make it easy on yourself. Simplify. You don't have to be a super mom. You never have to be super mom. No one expects that of you. The Mm -hmm. people in your life expect that of you. No thanks. Do not get sucked into that bubble because those expectations, yeah, bye. (laughs) Those expectations are flawed. So remember, we're all doing the best we can, guys. For more tips and tricks, you can find us always on Instagram at Level Up Latina. You can email us at admin at leveluplatina.com. We always want to hear from you, our listeners. We love doing this work and we love supporting other women. By the time you listen to this, we're well into the second season, the second stint of holidays. So everybody have a wonderful, wonderful November and keep tuning in for great podcasts at Level Up Latina. Thank you. Thank you.